Do you ever wonder what those paneling tools do in Clip Studio Paint? You will be surprised by how much they can speed up your work. And Rob and I are going to demo three of their special powers right now. Hello, welcome to this Lean Into Art mini workshop episode. This is where we ex explore an art or creative task that and demonstrate how we think about it and work on it. My name is Jersey Drozd. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist. I'm Rob Stenzinger. I'm a user experience designer, a interactive maker, and a teaching artist. And if you stick with us this episode, we're going to you know talk about why this matters. Give us, uh, give you an example try. We're do a live demonstration, and then maybe even talk about like, well, you know, what we love about this stuff. What's, uh, why, you know, celebration at the end of a learning journey is always a good idea, right? At least we think so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, who is this for, Rob? Well, this is for um, for folks who are um, working in Clip Studio Paint, right? So this would be you're making comics and. Um, Probably mostly comics, but I, I maybe there's there's a lot of the comic-like panel masking that would help other illustrations too. Actually, yeah, I I would argue that be the case, and that means there are some barriers to work around. In that, you are going to need uh, you know a computer and an installation of Clip Studio Paint to follow along. Um, you know, Clip Studio does give a free th three-month trial at ClipStudio.net. Um, and then, like I said just a moment ago, we're going to highlight three ways the paneling tools make the work go faster, easier. Before we jump in, we're going to thank some people who make this show possible. And who am I talking about? Why, I am talking about, if I can find my, there we go, which is no longer working. Why is this not working? Uh, <laughs> we could use the theater of the mind to talk about the folks <laughs> who support us on Patreon. <laughs> Okay, let's do that because <laughs> we're going to talk about patreon.com slash lean into art. What is it? It is a way for you to give us a monthly upvote. If you believe in the work we're doing, if, it's, if the stuff we do helps you, uh, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash lean into art. And I want to thank five people who have been doing exactly that. Spencer Hallam. Thank you, Spencer. It means a lot to us. Becca Hilburn. You can find Becca on Twitter at NattoSoup. On all social media is NattoSoup, as a matter of fact. Good branding, Becca. Ashley Knapp. Thank you, Ashley. Longtime supporter of the show. Uh, it means a lot to us. Chris Watkins. Thank you, Chris. And Jodels Pox, who you can find on Twitter at JBombArtist. You can join them all at patreon.com slash leanintoart. And it also will get you access to the Lean Into Art Discord server, where you can have time-shifted conversations with fellow leaners. Uh, the Discord server is actually public. You know, you can join it at uh, leanintoart.com slash discord. But uh, if you join, support us on Patreon, you get access to the Patreon-only section where there's some really cool channels for leveling up your work and socializing with fellow leaners. So once again, patreon.com slash leanintoart. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. All right. Are you ready to demonstrate the skill? Yeah. What right. will we demonstrate? Oh, my. I know. <laughs> And then this part's important. Yeah. You got to mm -hmm. underscore it with a yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
right, let's let's dig into the procedure. These these tools that we said we we're going to show off. So, I'm going to switch to. Um, here we are, and Rob, you are invited to play along as well, of course. So wonderful for, for this demo. And as a matter of fact, let me switch to the setup with you at the second screen. There we go. Cool. Okay, so first step is just load up Clip Studio Paint and make a new document. So you can just make a new document, go to File, New, and there's a bunch of different options to try here, you know, whether you want to make like an illustration or a webtoon or a comic or show all comic settings. I turn off comic settings just for this demo because that if you click on that setting, that gives you a whole bunch of options for margins. Um, we're not really going to mess around with that today just because we really want to stay focused on just the paneling tools or frame tools. They call it frame tools. I'm going to keep saying panels because that's what I've always called them, and I'm just stuck with that language. The language they've chosen for the, their application is frames. Same thing, the little boxes, the units of storytelling that make up a page of comics. How do I find the frame tool, Mr. Drozd? Well, if you hit the, the U key on your keyboard, that'll get you into the area where you can find the the bevy of different tools in there, whether you have your straight line, your frame, your ruler, um, saturated lines. It, the subtools uh, section is called figure. So if you hit the U key, it'll get you there. And you want to look for the one that's <laughs> called frame in that top area of the subtool menu. And you'll see there's a whole bunch of different tools in there. Um, let's take a quick tour around it. You got rectangle frames, rounded frames, polyline frames. Um, I've made some custom ones here that if we have time we can dig into or we might save it for another day. But there's even like frame border pens so you can draw your panels freehand if you need to. And then there's gonna, uh, something we're going to dig into is the divide frame folder and divide frame border tools. So, uh, but for now, mm -hmm. let's, let's stick with the rectangle frame just for the purposes of the demonstration. Okay, We're not going to mess around with the other ones right now. Um, no, worth noting, I don't have the circular frame. Tool. I think I think that's a custom one that I made. Interesting. Okay. Yep. So, and how do you make custom ones? Well, you can actually probably intuit how you do it when you look down. You can intuit how you do it. You go down to the tool property menu underneath your subtool menu. Um, and when you click on any one of these tools, you, these options change underneath. There's the let's see, you can draw the border. How to add is another field under there. You can choose to either create a new folder or add to selected folder. Because when we make a frame, it's going to make a folder too. We'll get, we'll get into that. Whether you want to have it start off with a raster layer inside of the frame folder. Um, fill inside the frame. I'll fill it with a color. And then we have even like aspect type, which let me toggle that open. We can actually set our... our frames or panels to be created with a certain aspect ratio. So you could say I want it to always be always be this ratio like three to three to four. Um, three inches by four inches or three to four in terms of like sixteen nine is like letterbox aspect ratio for most televisions now, right? You could set it you could set that so that it won't let you draw it in any other format, which might be useful if you're doing something like a comic strip or something. Um, brush size, that's gonna be the width of the panel border. And then anti-aliasing, you can set the aliasing to be you know, more or less fuzzy or crisp. And then we get down to the bottom, there's brush shape. We can actually make, there's a bunch of different uh, kinds of brushes in here that will draw your panel border for you. So you can have like a dotted line panel, you can have like a jagged panel, you can have zigzags and other patterns, but let's just stick with the one that's preloaded on there. So any questions so far, Rob? 
Uh, no, no, it's making sense though. I am tempted to make um, panels made of hearts. So. <laughs> well, if you want, you know, sometimes your feelings are so big, they seem like they're bigger than your body, and that's when you want to put them in the background or make the panel border that feeling, right? That's that's shoujo <laughs> manga, man. All right, so let's draw a full-page panel with the rectangle frame tool. Now, I'm going to stay inside of the document to demonstrate what the panel is. I, I would recommend you don't draw all the way to the edge of your document because you will be missing out on what the frame border can do. Um, so start somewhere like a quarter inch on the inside of your document and just drag to the bottom right, and boom. You see in your layer palette, oh, my demo is not working. Um We'll have to stick with yours, Rob, because uh, my my demo my uh, my OBS is not broadcasting to uh, the. Let me switch this to network and see if it updates. I'll switch to you for now. I, I, I'm going to guide you through it, Rob. Oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be a bumpy flight. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'll try to switch back to mine in a little bit and see if like the the my NDI sources are working. Okay. Okay. So if you now that you've drawn your panel border, it should have created a raster layer in your layer palette. You should see that there's a um a panel a, a folder in your layer palette that looks like a bunch of panels on a page. That's its like preview icon. And underneath it is a raster layer, right? Yes. So if you try, grab your pen tool and just start drawing on that layer and draw right over the edge of the panel border. So make sure you select the, the raster layer. Not okay, the panel select the raster layer. Yep. So I was actually playing. I, I know I could actually do zooming on my screen too, but I'm just going to. Oh. Yeah, it's like built into Windows and I'm trying to be fancy. So it's, sorry if I was ignoring you for a second there. All right, oh. so I'm in the raster. All right, got the raster layer. And now just grab a pen, like any pen from that you normally use to draw with in Clip Studio Paint. And just okay. start scribbling around on the screen and uh, go. make sure that you go over the edge of the panel border. Okay. You know what? It helps to not draw with uh, white on white. Mm. That's a good tip. So... You'll see that there's like a purple area around the panel border. That's a mask. It's automatically masking out anything that you draw over top of that border. If Rob were to move that raster layer above the panel folder now, wherever the, where that character's head would, the, the backside of his head would actually be visible. So when Rob moves it up, see, that drawing is there. It's just, it's obscured by the, um, the mask that exists around the panel border. So already, it's like you don't have to worry about slowing down when you get to the edge of the of the border, right? Um, so now let's talk about dividing up the big panel. So we're going to introduce you to the fr divide frames tool. I'm going to switch back to my Clip Studio. So hooray, we got the NDI plugin working again. Okay, so if I turn this, yes, we are drawing again. So just like I was showing you with Rob, if I draw on my raster layer, I can draw right up to the edge and it just van vanishes the line even though the line is still there. So now... Let's introduce us to the divide frame folder and divide, divide frame border tools. Now, these ones are really cool. So divide frame folder, remember I said when we made this panel, it made it into a, a, a layer folder, right? A grouping of layers, which I can toggle closed and open again with that little arrow next to the frame one that we just created. But if I take the divide frame folder or divide frame folder tool, it's literally just drawing a line across the screen. 
which you can see right now as I'm drawing it. And mm -hmm. when I let go and finish, it divides those two, that big panel into two smaller panels, but it also creates two layer folders. So now we have a frame two folder, we have a frame one folder, right? And it also duplicates the raster layer that was underneath it. So that's, oh, it's duplicated. That's why it's uh, appearing in both. Okay. No, it actually, it chopped it. It chopped it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it didn't. It did duplicate it. It duplicated it and it masks out what's just like it masks out the sides, like when I was drawing. But it looks like when it made the duplication, it also cut the drawing where the mask um, cut the original drawing. Okay, that's interesting. I usually do the, the my my framing my uh, panel dividing before I do any drawings within. If that makes sense, I do all the. It paneling. makes sense. Don't want to get that destructive edit to uh, yeah. cause problems. So okay, so that's the divide frame folder tool. It creates multiple panels. You can create as many as you want. You just keep dragging it. You can set it to have a certain lock at a certain um, angle. So like if you go into the wrench tool in your sub tool menu. You can set the step of angle to be 45 degrees or less or more so that it will like it automatically you see how it kind of clicks when it's perfectly straight 45 degree angle 90 degrees it automatically clicks for you to like make sure that you're doing like parallel and perpendicular lines when you're laying out your page but you can do them literally at any angle the other thing to look at in your sub tool menu is you have when you have divide frame folder or border doesn't matter which selected you can choose the shape of the division. In other words, mine is set right now to divide by straight line. Yours is probably two. But I can change it to polyline or spline. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to undo a couple times. And let's say I want to create a really unusual shape for a panel border. Oh, wow. So you can create a polyline panel border where it will create a gutter between your two panels that is determined by clicks that you make on the screen, right? Spline is a curve. So when I tap, it's going to curve following the taps that I put on the screen. And double tap to finish. And so you can create like very unusual shapes for your panel borders, like pretty intuitively. Mm. So, so you showed us uh, divide frame folder. What does border do? It's the same idea, except that instead of creating a new layer, it just cuts that gutter into the mask in your layer folder. So you see, it didn't create any new layers. It just, you see the mask icon alter every time I cut a new line. And it works the same way where I can, like, I can choose a spline if my pen will work. And I can do curves and cut the page up any way I want. And and once in on layer two, my raster lay underneath it, it's all one layer, but it, in so I have to be careful of my gutters now a little bit more. It's not going to uh, I can't draw indiscriminately and say panel three here and not worry about it crossing over into panel two. Whereas if I were to mm -hmm. use the divide frame folder tool. I'll show you the difference. Undo a few more times. So I'll go back to divide frame folder, drag across. Now, when I'm drawing on layer two that was created, 
I don't have to worry about I could draw right down all the way to the bottom of the page and it's masking that out from panel one and I can draw in panel one have it reach up into panel two you won't see that art but if you there, use, yeah I mean that's the difference between them being um, a shared drawing versus independent per per thank panel you. that's very well said that's exactly right um, so is this making sense so far the panel dividing tools Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is interesting. I um yeah, I'm starting to realize uh different settings I would like to adjust. But um this is great. I'm I'm learning. So when yes, when you use the divide frame uh border tool or folder, so let's drag and you'll see that it creates a whoops, I have it set to spline. Turn off. Don't do that anymore. Go back to the line. I'll I'm gonna do a couple times. Um you're going to notice that in the, down in the, the tool property menu, you have the option to change the vertical gutter width and the horizontal gutter width. I have mine set the same. It's set to 50. Um, but you can change that size to, to match what you need for your, for your comic style. Um, so let's see. How are we doing on time? I want to make sure I, I cover everything. Oh, so... So, so this is pretty intuitive, like just dragging and cutting your panel, uh, your gutters into the page very easily with just your pen tool or your mouse. But supposing you want to make um, a Steve Ditko style nine panel grid, or maybe you've got like a, you know, a wide panel on the top, and then maybe you've got like a very narrow panel on the left, and then you want to stack three panels on the right, which people say you're not supposed to do. That's why I'll do this. It's transgressive. People be like, no, you can't do that, Jersey. Well, you're not the comics boss of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hopefully this will make the learning happen a little bit more clearly, right? Because like it's like, oh, he's doing something he shouldn't do. So let's say I want to stack three panels, but I want it to be exactly the same width. Well, I could use like the ruler on the side of the screen to get there, but there's actually a way to do this that is like mathematically uh you know precise and it doesn't require you like eyeballing anything. So if you go to your menu you go to layer and ruler frame it's buried deep in here everybody and then divide frame border equally okay i made this a shortcut in my um in my quick access settings because it's just like i use it so often um so before you do that though make sure the way we uh interact with our panels after we've cut them like if we want to make any adjustments to them we have to go up to our Come on, I'm hovering over you. I want to get your name. It's the operation tool. And that's the O. If you hit the letter O, you get to it. And inside the operation subtool menu is your object selector. And if you go down to tool property menu, you can see all the different things you can change is, is like what it actually um, interacts with. If you go to selectable object, you can have it interact with raster layers, vector layers, image material. I reduced the amount of things mine can interact with, but I made sure that it can interact with rulers and pan, uh, frames, frame borders. And then if you go down, if you look in the tool property menu in your operation tool, you can choose whether or not it snaps to other frame borders. What does that mean? So if I click on this panel up top, and you see how it's created a bounding box around it. And we can see all these different handles I can grab, right? I can grab the outside <laughs> handles to change its size or rotate it. I can also grab this blue dot in the center of the panel line. If I can move it down, and if I move it down, 
it automatically squeezes down the other panels too. Oh, nice. I can change the angle. If I grab like the left corner, the red anchor point in the uh, left corner, and I move it up to make this panel diagonal, it automatically adjusts the rest of the page to interact with it. And it keeps my uh, gutters the same width. So even after you've cut your panels with the frame divide tool, you can still make alterations to it. But if I turn off snap to other frame borders and I move the panel around, why is it doing it? Oh, it, I, I'm sorry. It's under keep gutters aligned. That's right underneath snap to fr frame borders. Keep gutters aligned, set that to none. And now I can move the panel around and it will not alter the gutters to adjust. So it's under keep gutters aligned, horizontal and adjacent. So I can move the entire gutter back and forth on these panels, okay? Mm. So that's what you get to do with the object tool. So it's, it's, it's O in your menu, okay? So, but then going back to the thought experiment of the transgressive thing of making the panel on the right stacked vertically and the exact same height. So equal, three equal panels, right? So let me move this up. I'm going to make sure that I use my operator tool to only select that big panel on the bottom right. I'm going to click with my operator tool on that panel. And you can see that the other two panels are not selected. Okay. And then we go back to layer, ruler frame, divide frame border equally. And this menu pops up. We have the option to choose vertical divisions and horizontal divisions or both. Right. So we could choose. Mm -hmm. And then we change the number of divisions here. Right. So we hit up and down on this to increase the number of vertical and horizontal divisions of the panel border. I toggle that the vertical one off and now it's only letting me choose the number of horizontal divisions. And so now I can say, let's make it well, actually I want to do it vertical. So go back to vertical, I'll turn off horizontal. That's not intuitive. I, I just had that surprising like yeah. hey, wait a minute. What do you Yeah, vertic vertical divisions means that you're cutting down or rather rather the each division happens like ladder rungs. You're going up and down a ladder vertically. Horizontal divisions would be like you turn the ladder sideways and then you're climbing sideways on the ladder, each rung being the gutter. You're right. That is not entirely uh, intuitive. I and think division, it's like you're interrupting that. So are you interrupting vertically or are you interrupting horizontally? But there we go. still not intuitive. I'm so glad you're here, Rob, to like provide clear language to what I'm trying to describe. We should do workshops together like what we're doing right now. <laughs> Um, so underneath that, those options is the option to divide the folder. So you can either like create a new folder or you can create, uh, empty folder or do not change. I'm just choosing do not change. And then when I hit okay, so I've got it set to three vertical divisions, hit okay. Boom. It uses my gutter width settings from my frame divide tool and automatically chops that big panel into three equidistant or equal sized panels. That's a pretty handy tool to have for when you're laying out a page. Mm -hmm. And I can see why. So you, you added that to your quick access. Yeah, I did. So, right. Yep. So like, yeah, Which I just quick access floats anything buried in the menus up into uh, a, a easy list of instant act, you know, panel buttons. 
you know, let me see if, it, if it's the letter Q that gets us to quick access. It should be. No, that, t that launches quick mask. All right. Mm. Um, okay, so what do we got next? Uh, so let's say mm -hmm. this is, let's say we got the layout the way we want it. And all our panel bars are laid out right, but we want to like do a little bit of tweaking to it. There's, there's more tools that we could use to interact with the, the, the panel, panel borders. And that is down in our correct line tools, which you can find by hitting the Y key on your keyboard. And I'll take you down to this group of tools called correct line. And nested in here are a bunch of different options. There's pinch vector line, there's you change the control point, simplify vector line, connect vector line, correct line width. The ones I want to play with right now, though, are redraw vector line and redraw vector line width. The two uh, on my screen that are on the bottom. It might be different on yours because Clip Studio has, it's a very, you can really play with the interface on these things on this app, uh, for better or worse. So now what are we going to do with that? So while I've got my panel border selected, I'm going to go to redraw vector line. Let's suppose that we're happy about how easily this app does for like cutting our panel borders and laying out a page. But man, it just looks like a machine did it now. And it doesn't look like it has a personal touch. Down mm -hmm. in the tool property redraw, uh, tool property menu for redraw vector line, we can set a certain amount of stabilization, just like you can with like drawing. Um, with your drawing tools, it can set stabilization where the computer will assist you in like smoothing out your lines. Uh, you can set it down to zero or, you know, I'll set mine up to like say 21, uh, let's go 25. And now I'm going to hover my pen over top of the panel board. I'm just going to start drawing following the line. And maybe it's hard to see on your screen. So I'll do a little bit more of a drastic version. But you're literally redrawing the line of the panel with this vector tool. So you could, and I've done this before, run your pen over top of the lines to give it a little bit more of an analog look, look a little less what? perfect. See that? I, I do. I'm just like, Clip Studio is mind-blowing. And, and you, can, you can redraw it as many times as you want. And then you can also redraw the line width. So let's say you want there to be like a little bit of variation in the line, a little bit of stagger. So again, going down to your tool property menu, you've got the option to change the brush size. So as, as I mess around with my screen, you can see my brush size is getting huge or tiny. <clears throat> I'll make it just a little bit bigger than the panel border line. And now with pressure, the harder I press, the thicker the line gets, the less I press, the thinner the line gets. So you can create a little bit of like intuitive wobble in your brush stroke to make this feel much more analog and not quite so mechanical and precise. And just with the, the pen pressure. Now, the, uh, again, this is something where if you, you, have, you have to use a, a tablet of some kind, either uh, a tablet where you're drawing on the screen or a Wacom tablet that you plug in and use as a, a pressure-sensitive input. It's not going to work as well with a mouse. As a matter of fact, I don't have a mouse hooked up to even try. So oh, let's see. I guess I do. Let's see what happens. Mm. Just full pressure. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So that's gonna. So all the pressure. Which could be something that you want to do in uh, mm -hmm. because, like, the panel thickness or the border thickness actually is, you know, that's a form of storytelling. Lines 
are visual poetry. They express how things feel. They describe objects, and they express how things feel. So that's why we mess around panel borders. Um, we're not done messing with panel borders yet. And now I'll switch back and pray. And pray that my, yes, my NDA plugin is still working. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So going back to our operator tool, which you can find by hitting the, the letter O, and we can see now my panel borders, and if you, the ones you've messed with now have a plethora of vector points that you've created. Like when you started freehanding over top, it's creating points for all those directional movements that you made. So that's the first thing you'll notice. The second thing, so whereas like my last panel that I didn't mess with at all, is just four vector points connected to each other to form a box. Right? So the last thing I want to mess with is if we go operator tool selected, remember those options that we talked about in the tool property menu. The bottom one is brush, brush shape. And now if I go to and choose like say spray for my brush shape, you can see how, let me click off of the panel board so we're not seeing the vector points anymore. You can see how it's created even like a little bit of a texture to the panel borders. You can change the brush after the fact, after you've done all these edits of changing the width, changing the shape. And I can go back, if I don't like it, let's click on all the panel borders and then go back to my operator tool property menu, go to the bottom option, brush shape, and choose just pen and we'll set it all back to the way it was. So this, these are non-destructive edits in a way. I mean, it's destructive edits when you, when you change the shape unless you want to hit undo. But like as far as the line is concerned, you can keep on you know, indefinitely messing with it. Uh, or rather the brush shape, I should say. So I just, this is wild. I mean, what a powerful tool. Um, yeah. it, it's like you, you, it rewards you solving problems discreetly and then you can continue to iterate on how you solve that problem. It's like you, 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 you laid out your page and now we still let you change it and refine. That's wild. Yeah, yeah that is, it's, it's a rabbit hole you can go down to. Um, <laughs> there's certainly been times where, um, you know, I've, I've caught myself over editing. <laughs> <laughs> because the opportunity <laughs> was there, you know. Uh, so mm -hmm. I do try to like set. I, I I try to set a time limit on my work in order to prevent me from doing that. But uh, just the fact that now I didn't have to break out a ruler. I didn't have to carefully take a pen alongside of a ruler to draw these lines. Um, and that, and even more so, I can mess with them after the fact, change how they look in a way that doesn't destroy any of the art underneath. Um, is a pretty exciting thing. I, mm. I think that the panel, the frame tools in Clip Studio Paint are like one of the the real selling points for me as a cartoonist. So, uh, any thoughts, questions, or wonderings on this, or should we take a break? I think I I think I've shared along the way. I'm I'm just reacting to it's a, it's almost uh, knowing these tools exist. And then having some way to to manage how you deal with their existence, it seems pretty healthy, like setting a timer or whatnot, because because, yeah, you can edit, you know, to maybe it's you know to an infinite trap. But, um, you know, it's, I, I setting constraints will help. But it's I find overall I'm comforted that that this exists and it's an option to um, 
to be able to to do some flexible, non-destructive edits. There's a separate mask from what's behind. And so the art and the frame are independently managed and whatnot. And that's, I mean, that's pretty powerful on its own. But then, yeah, the, the, the settings. I, I really appreciate this tour. So I just had that as a reaction as opposed to like other questions. Cool. Thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that this was uh, useful. And if anybody else thinks it was useful, um, you know, there's, there's uh, a way you can support the show. So let me get my, my ad spot up. Um, and yes, there it is. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to get my edge working again so we can take a quick little break and there it is. If if you find this 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 topic, these mini workshops useful, uh, a great way to support us and help make this more sustainable is to interact with the other products that we make. And the thing that I make that I hope you'll check out is the Four Million Years Later podcast. It's another free thing I make, but you know we 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 have products that we sell in our T Public store there. If you really enjoy it, but uh, what is the Four Million Years Later podcast? So it answers a question. It's, it's a weekly answer to a question. Does creativity thrive in freedom or in constraints? In a this is a story analysis podcast wherein the subject of study is the 1980s Transformers cartoon. We watch an episode a week and dig deep to explore the story's structure and meaning, infer the writer's intentions, and synthesize these thoughts into, within the context of the conflicting needs of a daily television show explicitly designed to advertise toys. You can find it in podcatchers everywhere, and you can also find it at the 4 million, 4 millionyearslater.com is where you can find the podcast site to subscribe there as well. Let's hear from you, Rob. What do you've got? I have a workshop called Customizing Your Next Creative Challenge. Every month, creative communities come up with neat events to celebrate their different disciplines, whether it's drawing or comics, writing, video games, or even uh, teaching artists. Well, I bet... You've been tempted and have tried creative challenges and may have some mixed feelings, some good, some some mixed bag. Well, make the next one you choose work well for you. They're supposed to be fun, right? They're supposed to be productive too, if that's what you want. Well, get my customizing your next creative challenge workshop and craft the right output and experience you're working for for your creative challenge recipe. Stream the workshop on Skillshare or purchase your own downloadable copy at gum.co slash C-Y-N-C-C. Also there, you can buy the workshop as a one-hour virtual workshop upgrade. I'll facilitate the Customize Your Next Creative Challenge for you live. And that's mm. also available at gum.co slash C-Y-N-C-C. So are, is, is that one-on-one -on -one facilitation? Is that what you're, you're talking about there, Rob? Yes, oh that's right. Oh my goodness. So yeah it's, yeah, it's it's experiencing what we're doing together right now, me and you working together on this workshop, but it's with customizing someone else's creative challenge, finding what they want. We did a demo of this recently on the Lena Twart cast, and it was revelatory for me to go through that experience and find out how how to name what I find fun in an explicit way, then round back and say, how can I apply that to my creative challenges? That was great. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and a great test of the of the product. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, uh, so right. Anyone can can sign up and, and enjoy that experience um, firsthand by going to gum.co slash C-Y-N-C-C. OK, so 
And then the last thing we'd point you toward is the Lena Tart Discord, which we mentioned earlier, uh, lenatart.com slash Discord, where you can talk with us in a time-shifted manner. So, okay, um, I think I want to play one last piece of music just to get us to the final thought of this episode. We used to put this <laughs> at the top. Why did you put this at the end? <laughs> you can't do it now. Oh, because now we're all amped up again. Uh, so... Yeah, we said we were going to also celebrate the learning, uh, give people a chance to interact mm -hmm. with this with themselves. So how can the public, like if you watching along, like I want to try this, what, can, what? how do I get started? I would say, you know, take a picture of some penciled art or scan some penciled art and just import it into Clip Studio Paint. Open it up in Clip Studio Paint to start with. Just open the file and then draw your panel border right over top of that, right? Start with the, the big frame of the entire page and see if you can start cutting some of those gutters that you defined in your penciled art and see what changes you'd make there, right? What an awesome idea. That seems super useful. I've never even thought of that. Like, I mean, honestly, or do your own cover band version of any comics page. Obviously, yeah. don't publish it and, you know, pretend to have made a thing you didn't make. But study. Study from other artists. That's what is normal. Copyright law. Mixed bag. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Copy from from what other artists like the strategies they did and using those tools. And all of a sudden it's like double learning. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Or just make a new document and just start like, you know, like what we did today. Just start with a blank document and start drawing mm. the boxes and trying to cut them. Um, and, you know, play around with those vector line tools. Um, so, and you know, what would be an ideal scenario? What would be really nice to have would be uh, a screen you could draw on. It, it, it tends to feel better drawing on a screen, but if you can't, you know, all you really need is Clip Studio Paint and a computer or tablet that can run it. Um, good news is Clip Studio now works on mobile, I think almost all mo mobile devices now, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it used to be exclusive to Samsung only on Android. Now. It, the gates are wide open. Uh, you can get it in the Google Play Store as well. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's so it's all over on Android. It's all over on iOS. It's right. Mac and PC. It's, yeah, um, pretty available in Linux. I'm not sure if it runs under wine or one of the other. Hmm. Uh, I, actually, you know? I don't know. It's it's um, not it's not free, but it's not. I don't think it's prohibitively expensive. Um, it depends on, you know, your mileage may vary as whether or not a $10 monthly fee is worth it to you or a $40 one-time payment for a desktop version. Um, they run sales all the time though. So I think there's, if you go with the inexpensive mobile version or tablet, it's less than 10, 10 bucks a month. Okay. I think that's the, that's the, the fanciest option. I think you can go as low as, I don't know I forget, but it's, there's a cheaper option. But but it's it's important to state that it's not free. It's not it's not as expensive as Adobe products, but it's not free. Mm -hmm. So that's important too. Yep. Uh, and they are not a sponsor. They, they are not a sponsor. <laughs> I just use this app a lot. Um, so you know, so we're gonna celebrate too. So mm -hmm. like, so one thing we get out of this is being able to be more flexible in how we can actually accomplish what we want to accomplish. Knowing what our options are is always good. Um, I would say that this speeds up what I consider to be a tedious task, although some people might not find ruling their boards a, a tedious task. Some people might find it meditative, right? Um, 
any other things that we can infer that we would gain out of knowing how to use these tools? Um, I, I think the gain is, is in your process. Like you can just make a comic page by drawing on a piece of paper. And if you want to turn it digital, then you can take a picture of it and scan it or what have you. But this is, this lets you, um, really take on harder work by lowering risk in a way. Mm. It's like saying instead of one drawing and it's you're all in, you get to you get to turn that into smaller bets uh, on the page. Mm, mm, mm. That's good. Yeah. And it also introduces you to uh, the vector tools, which come in handy in a lot of different places in Clip Studio Paint. It, this isn't the only application of the um, correct line tools. Um, as a matter of fact, you wind up using them a lot in the lettering tools. And as we explored in a recent mini workshop episode uh, where we talked about flatting, those tools actually came into play in flatting uh, comics as well. That's a relief because it is a lot of tools to learn, right? And mm -hmm. so it's neat that it's rewarding that, hey, they, they have applicability in, in yeah. different contexts. So oh, let's go back to, to summarize for everybody for like a quick review of what we just did is that your figure tools are under the letter U you tap the letter U and that's where you can find the subset of tools where the figure tools are, are nested. And that's where you get to your frame and panel tools or framing tools as they call it in, in clip studio. And you make a panel with a rectangle tool or any of the others it's up to you. And then you break out the divide fr frame folder or divide frame border tools. That's in the sub tool menu. When you hit the letter U, and you can divide the frame panels equally by going to layer ruler uh, slash frame, divide frame border equally. I, I highly recommend you make that a shortcut if you can. Uh, you'll be happy <laughs> you did. So that's a lot of menus to get through to do that. And then you get to the correct line tools, those vector tools, that's with the letter Y. And that's how you change the lines on the panels. And then your operation tool under O is how you select specific panels and make changes to how gutters interact. So. There's your handy. You can you do a quick screen cap of this so you can put it in your notes so for when you're trying it for mm -hmm. yourself. That's a really helpful review. Awesome. Uh, it doesn't seem so, uh, I don't know, um, such a deeper, challenging thing to, to learn, both with your demo and then the reminder of uh, those shortcuts. Get right back to it. Super. Yeah. I, I thought so that I just know that when I watch like how to videos, I'm scrubbing back and forth all the time going like, what did they just say? What did they just say? I put it in a list. There we go. You had a reference mm -hmm. list. It's not, a, it's not an index card now. So now you can uh, jump in and give it a try. So, okay. So any, any ways that this could go wrong? Any roadblocks? Uh, any like scenarios we can imagine where this might be a problem messing around with these tools? Um, I, th I think you hinted at I, what I think is the biggest one. I mean, not just a hint, just to, to get uh, lost in fretting and noodling and, and puttering with, yeah. because, because yay, there's lots of tools, but also, uh Oh, <laughs> what do, what does this one do? What if I do this and just get caught in a feedback loop of what if and, and putter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And so I do try to be very mindful of that. I try to set time limits on what I'm doing. Um, I've been doing uh, weekly twice weekly live streams where I really say like, I, I intend to accomplish this much in 60 minutes. And I try mm. to stick to that. And so you'll hear me a lot live stream going like, how am I doing on time? <laughs> I'm always looking over at the clock. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm finishing when I said I was going to finish. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I have that in my mind while I'm working so that I don't 
get lost down those rabbit holes of messing with things indefinitely. Um, anything else? Any other reflections yeah. and wonderings? Um, let's see. I think it just I, I I'm I love the practice idea of taking a picture of a comics page and uh, using that as a as an approach. So you're not starting out with the trap of the blank page. Uh, you don't have to go solve all kinds of problems. You don't have to go write a story first. You can you can learn the tool uh, separately and yeah. you know get familiar, shake out you know pick up a new capability and all right. Something I would like to turn to a slogan on the show is like be kind to yourself when you're learning new things, right? And mm -hmm. and, and and give yourself a break. Try not to to learn too many things at once. It's okay to learn just this one thing because that's going to unlock a cascading effect of other things that you're going to be able to understand and see how they all work together. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Well, you, you smile like that. I just, just an old memory of uh, I, my first learning experience for um, Clip Studio Paint back in the day when it was called Manga Studio was I chose from not ever using it to just jump into 24 hour comic day. You know, pretty much. I might have opened it and dabbled a little bit, but like, yeah. yeah. You know what? You can look at something and say, that's one tool. But actually, it's not. <laughs> Lots of tools. So oh, if yeah. you if you find out, hey, wait, there's more tools than I thought. Okay, good time to remember to to be gentle and not, uh, you know, yeah. act on that old assumption. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think we did another one, Rob. So uh, thank you for play, playing along, and thanks for all of your clarification that you made to my my, my excited jumbled language, and uh, you know. Please consider liking this video if you found it useful. And we record these mini workshops every other week and post them at lenatart.com, patreon.com slash lenatart. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, I've been Jersey Droz of lenatart.com and Jersey Droz on Instagram. And I'm Rob Stenzinger, also of leanintoart.com. And you can find me places like Instagram as Rob Stenzinger. Okay, bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at leanintoart.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at the user leanintoart, and you can reach us via email at leanintoart at gmail.com. And remember, leaners aren't wieners. Thanks for listening.